everyone. Welcome to another episode of Lawyer Lifter Podcast. And we're continuing this um, trudge along the employment side where employment topics hit on both ends for the employer, my owners out there, and then for the employees. Um, And this is a very, I don't know if I would say exciting, but definitely a time where employment is um, under a microscope just because of the changes in uh, what is considered okay in the workplace. But I think it is very good to talk about um, the fact that the biggest topics we get are, oh, am I I being harassed? Is this a hostile work environment? And that comes from both sides, actually, uh, because employers want to know, hey, um, if this, if I act this way, or if, you know, I have some employees acting this way, uh, is that harassment? Am I am I harassing my employee? And on the other side, an employee says to us, and just remember, we do at Uplift Law take certain um, plaintiff employment cases. I'm very picky and will go into that as to why I'm very picky. Um, a lot of employees call in and say, you know what, I really, I'm either... Um, about to just quit and it's because i've been i've been harassed uh, my workplace environment is just um shit and that's the reason why i feel like i need to go get a lawyer or you know they're already terminated and an employee's like you know if i look back in my years of employment i i was harassed and that's the reason why i was terminated because uh i had complained about this harassment and it's not a very it's not just a normal termination um So I'm just going to be very blunt here. When we're talking about the state of California, understand that the baseline, the standard, the default is at-will employment. So that means that your employer can just let you go for any reason, even if your employer just doesn't like your face, doesn't like, you know, who you are, your vibe. It doesn't matter. Uh, Your employer can terminate you. That's at will employment in California. But there are specific reasons why your employer cannot just up and uh, terminate you via the standard at will employment. And that has to do with one of the big things is harassment. And so what I want to impart on all you guys and employers and employees is that unfortunately, in the state of California, there is no legal um, recourse for your employer is a dick. You're like, I just, I'm sorry, like your employer is a dick. They fired you because they just don't like you. That's not something you need to call a lawyer about. But okay, let's talk about harassment in the workplace. A lot of questions. What's harassment? So what's that definition in California? What is harassment in the workplace and what does the law cover? 
Is your work environment hostile? What are you supposed to do if you if you've answered yes, 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 if you're a victim of harassment at work? Uh, the big one here, what's the employer, my owners out there, what's your guys' responsibility in preventing workplace harassment? Because, and that's where, you know, last episode we talked a little bit about the um the HR perspective and the employment lawyer perspective, this is where it's important to be preventative instead of like, okay, let me, let me just wait and see when I've gotten a lot of employees and we're just kind of like chugging along. No. And then, so let's talk about that first um, headline. I want to talk about what, what's harassment according to the law. Okay, so to be unlawful, according to the harassment definition from the Department of Labor, harassment in the workplace must be unwelcome and, and, plus, that means plus, based on the employee's protected status. And the conduct must have been one subjectively abusive to the person affected, and two, objectively severe and pervasive enough to create a work environment that a reasonable person would find hostile or abusive. Everybody's like, holy shit, really? And it's like, yes, because if you think about it, that would be if if that definition wasn't so, I guess, thorough and um, you know heavy hitting. Basically, anybody could say, um, "Oh, I'm harassed. I'm being harassed. I'm going to sue my employer." So let's unpackage that. Okay, so um, I'll get back to what an employee's protected status is, but like, let's, I just threw down subjective and objective and you're like, oh my God, Mel, like, how do you have subjective and objective? And it's like, okay, subjectively abusive to the person affected. So the law does recognize, Hey, that's you as a unique person to you, that, that is, that is abusive conduct. So the law says, all right, okay, check one. But then the law says we can't just go on everybody's subjective belief because that opens the gate, the floodgates to, again, this everybody goes to court. So the law says objectively severe and pervasive. So that means like somebody in a reasonable person position, a third party, someone else looking inside would see that this this conduct was so severe and pervasive, meaning so outside the boundaries of what we would consider normal and so so like many times or just so um, thick, thick in the abusiveness that yes, now we say if you've got those components, all right, so we're saying, okay, that is... Uh, possibly, and I know as a lawyer, I'm like, possibly hostile work environment. But the law says, the law is like, you know what? Um, We will determine severe or pervasive on a case-by-case basis. And the law says that there are some factors that we will measure objective, severe, or pervasive. 
So, and what, what does that mean? Well, the law looks at the frequency of the unwelcome conduct, its severity, whether it's physically threatening or humiliating, or maybe offensive words and phrases can rise because, you know, there are um, very offensive words and phrases out there whether the conduct unreasonably interfered with the victim's work performance. So if the employee was harassed at with such magnitude that they simply were debilitated, just they were a high performer. And when the harassment started, you, we can measure that, that that harassment affected the victim's work performance and the employee's psychological well-being. We've gotten some... Um, a lot of um, intakes where an employee has been so stressed out, they they have panic attacks, they have to go um, <clears throat> seek medical care. And whether, here's another thing, whether the harasser was a superior within the organization, because we usually find that the harasser is um, like a manager or, you know, someone who is above that employment. Uh, employees uh, station. So you guys like that, I gave you the legal, very, very good. And um, employers like listen to that, right? Like you, if you understand what the law looks for um, on the employee side, you will understand how to conduct yourselves accordingly. Okay. So um, what is harassment further? You know, what does the law say uh, constitutes harassment. Is it, the law says, okay, harassment can be verbal. It can be physical. It can be visual, like with, you know, leering, you can show a, a text message, drawings, gestures, sexual favors. Okay. So, um, now I want to talk about all right that we we're still you we're still unpackaging what is harassment, and I had dropped the um, oh the harassment covers employees of a protected class. That means that not all the bullying behavior is illegal, you know. So for example a bad supervisor who asks you to work last minute or who talks a lot about how much money her boyfriend makes. These, these are annoying, right? The, that's not harassment. Okay. What really is the red flags, red flags, red flags on harassment to be unlawful. It has to be based on one of these protected classes, right? I told you guys that California is at will. There's no legal cause of action for your employer is a dick, but you must be a protected class. This meaning the harassment has to come at you because of here's the ticket items, ancestry, color, age, if you're over the age of 40, gender, marital status, medical condition, national origin, physical or mental disability, race, religion, sex, sexual orientation. And I, I wish you guys could like, you know, see, see me, but it's literally, I've been doing this for going on 11 years. I'm like tickering the, these off. <laughs> like I know this shit. So listen up. So 
why and I, I really did want to get into this podcast because my employers and my employees, you can learn a lot from when you do approach um, an, a, a lawyer because a lawyer is going to ask you these questions, these excuse me, these questions. And it's not to, you know, undermine what you've been going through or undermine your position as an employer or an employee um, reviewing whether you there is harassment in the workplace. Not at all. It's to see whether the law is going to say, hey, uh, you this is harassment because uh, the expense to go at, through this is enormous. So that's why it makes employment lawsuits difficult to move forward because there are all these other factors that really need to be assessed to determine whether there is really harassment in the work environment. So how everybody throws this around, hostile work environment, hostile work environment, that's harassment, that's harassment. Okay, again, what is hostile work environment. And I get this all the time. And I think the listeners out there are going to be like, oh my God, it's hostile. And it's like bad news, babe. That's not hostile. So I get this. Uh, Mel, I think my workplace is hostile because my boss is a dick. I already went over that. No, that's not it. Lack of benefits. No, your employer does not have to give you benefits. No paid vacation time. Well, in the state of California, you get um, three paid time off days. So anything other than that is a blessing and not um, not something that you are entitled to. Rude customers. Nope, that ain't it. These are legal criteria that must be met before there is a truly hostile work environment. So again, California courts will use uh, some factors to determine hostile work environment. We went over that protected class. I gave you all those protected classes. What you got to ask yourself, was that conduct severe or threatening to be harassment? Was it frequent? Were there witnesses, right? Because at the end of the day, like you don't want it to be a he said, she said. If you're able to give me some documents, some emails, some texts, if you have people who are there during that harassment, that's even better. So also, we I asked, like, was that harassment so distracting to you where you couldn't even do your job? And those questions, if you're able to answer them in the way that I'm kind of letting you know, then you've got a hostile work environment. And again, employers don't snooze through this because if you, again, if you know what the law looks for on the employee side, then you know how to create a, an environment that is free of hostile work environment. So what, what do you do if you feel like you're a victim of harassment at work? Well, you can find the number one thing, number one thing. And I'm going to be like, Oh my God, Mel, Mel said this. It's like, don't come to me. Don't come to, a, don't go to a, a, an employee, employment lawyer right away. You go to HR, go to HR, 
file a complaint with HR. You know why? Because then you are creating your record and you've put HR on notice. And if you don't have HR, you put your employer on notice that this is something to take seriously because in California, when an employee, even if the harassment is not um, rising to that level, it is on the employer to give that complaint best efforts, due diligence to determine, okay, uh, how is this, how can this be fixed? How is this not hostile work environment? So you file a complaint with HR or your employer, and it's up to them to stop the problem or figure it out. And then if that doesn't work, all right. So I would say you go consult with a lawyer. Um, so I've got on here Will, and he was with me on the last episode because of HR. Now, and he does a lot of my employment stuff as well. What would you say are the biggest questions that we get on the employer side regarding hostile work environment? Well, most of the questions that we get in regards to, you know, harassment on the employer side is, is what I'm doing okay to do? Am I, am I clear to do that? I think that's one of the, ma the main questions that we get. Um, and I think it's justified, you know, employers should be concerned about their actions and, and what they're doing, right? So yeah, I would say they're just, they're just concerned about if what they're doing is all right, if it's kosher. Yeah, and again, it's my wow. advisement to my owners, like pay attention. Don't just like say, oh, like they're just complaining, whatever. Um, pay attention because you need to, it's up to you to do your due diligence and best efforts to vet that out. Now, what do you see on the employee side? Uh, a lot of confusion. A lot of people don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, on, on, they don't know what to do. They don't know the process of how to handle the situation the correct way. And I mean, sometimes there is no correct way. Um, and a lot of times I think people just get recommended, oh, just go talk to a lawyer. They'll let you know. But, you know, it's not it's not that easy, right? Because no one's going to be tossing out free legal advice and well, just telling yeah, you what to do, right? Yes. Right, Mel? So, yeah. So I would say they just, I mean, I mean, I would totally understand too. If you don't know what to do, then that's totally fine to ask. But, you know, it's it's just a lot of confusion on what the process should be. And I think you touched about it earlier is you should go, you really talk. If there is an HR person at your business, um, get in contact with them and don't be scared to do so because a lot of the times if you are facing harassment that, that makes, that is so severe that you have to go and talk to someone about it. Um, it's important to go talk to HR. I wouldn't be worried about getting fired per se, because if they fire you after you complain to them, I mean, that's one of the things that we look at, right, Mel? That's retaliation. Yeah, that's that. That is not. Yeah, you should not be afraid of lodging a complaint. In fact, that only makes your employer look even more suspect and opens them up to another possibility of liability. So that and what Will is saying really um, brings it home here. What is your responsibility, employers, in preventing workplace harassment? The law. Okay, hear me. The law says in California, the Fair Employment and Housing Act in the state of California requires, requires 
that employers take all reasonable steps necessary to prevent discrimination and harassment from occurring. That means it is your responsibility for the harassment in cases where you, the the employer is attempting to end termination, doesn't promote, uh, doesn't hire, there's a loss of wages. That means as an employer, those red flags, when you're about to do those things, you've got to look at that employee's history with you to make sure it's clean. So when when we talk about owners like doing their business, there's always a huge employment check. It's like you can't go do these things. You can't decide not to promote someone or decide not to hire or, you know, like terminate just automatically, even though I told you that California is at will, you got to review, you got to review and make sure everything is in line. Okay. So that is very important on the employer side to understand that the law puts on you a very big burden for you to make sure that your environment is not subject to workplace harassment. And so that concludes our little spiel here about harassment in the workplace on the employer and employee side. And stay tuned because next episode, we're going to talk about discrimination. And everybody's like, what's the difference between discrimination and harassment? It depends. Thank you for listening to the Lawyer Lifter podcast. You can listen to other podcasts at www.lawyerlifter.com or your favorite podcast apps. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.